Many of us know that sunlight is a great source of vitamin D. I created the Vitamin D podcast in hopes that I could create a space where we could all come together and benefit one another by shedding our own light on various topics. We get real, raw, and vulnerable about relatable shit. Some episodes I'll be solo, some episodes I'll have guests or homies, but you can always count on getting your daily dose of vitamin D. Hello! What's poppin'? What's up, guys? I mean, mm, I mean, I guess it's guys and girls. Mm. Hello, lovely world. Yeah, intros aren't really my thing. Let's just cut to the chase. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Vitamin D Podcast. I'm your host, Dana. And today we are diving in and discussing the transition from college to the real world. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this second episode of the Vitamin D podcast. Uh, If you have made it to this second episode, I appreciate you so much. If you listened to the first episode, which was really just an intro, uh, thank you so much. Uh, This is really just super exciting for me and I love doing it and I've been having all these ideas for episodes and things to talk about people to talk with and so I'm excited to see what's to come of all of it so thank you again and I appreciate it so much the support is like I said greatly appreciated so today I am going to be talking about something that I kind of hinted at in the intro episode and it was about when I was talking about when I was done with college and I was just trying to transition into the real world work a regular job do what I need to do save up and I mentioned how I had somewhat of a breakdown and so today's episode is going to be about that breakdown and kind of what it taught me, what I, you know, what I learned from it and just the experience and everything that kind of led up to that and also everything that kind of happened after that. So I want to start by talking about softball because it plays a huge role in this story for me, this kind of journey that I'm going to take you through. And so I just want to give some background information on how my softball career began, you know, the the experience I had throughout playing it, things, you know, things it may have taught me or uh, just things I learned. So I started playing softball my freshman year of high school. That was the very first time I picked up a ball, picked up a bat. That was the first time that I had actually played any type of organized sport, actually, now that I'm thinking. But it was kind of something I just did on a limb, out on a limb. One of my really good friends was trying out for the team, and she was like, asked me if I would try out with her. 
And, I mean, I thought about it, and I was like, man, I've, like, never played any sport. Although, I'll get, I'll, I will say, I have always been athletic. I have always been athletic. But in elementary school and middle school, I was very into chorus and plays, that type of thing, doing those things. Uh, in, I just didn't think about playing a sport. My sister was kind of the one that did that. So it just never crossed my mind to actually try to be on a team or anything like that. But freshman year of high school, I was like, you know what? New grade, new me. And so I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it. So we try out and I actually end up being pretty damn decent at it. I had like basic skills at least, you know, I could run, could throw. The aim might have been a little off, (laughs) but I could throw and I could catch. And so really we just built off that and I really began to love playing the sport of softball throughout those four years. Throughout those four years, I will say also that I really just was doing it and I was having fun. I never felt any pressure. I never felt nervous. It was really just so fun. I never really felt like it was, you know, losing games would suck, that kind of thing. But I never felt like it was the end of the world. It was really just something fun that I enjoyed doing. And then maybe my junior year, it might have even been like early senior year. I don't know. You know, my coach had mentioned, there's some small schools looking at you, yada, yada. So I end up going on a few visits to a couple junior colleges. And I end up deciding on Chipola College, which is in Mariana, Florida. If you don't know, now you know, you need to know because it's a powerhouse. But anyways, um, <laughs> so I, I decide on Chipola, but I really didn't know much about it. And the, I'm saying this is because I didn't know much about the school, but I didn't really know anything about any schools at that time. Me going to college for softball was kind of such a surprise to me. I was like, what? Like, schools want to see me? And I just never thought too much about what I was going to do after high school because my dad, you know, had put money aside, like military money aside. I don't know how it works, but um, for me to go to school for at least two years. So I didn't feel any pressure to try to find a school or... I don't know. I guess I didn't I just didn't think about it as much as some some athletes in high school were, you know. I know there's a lot of athletes that the whole goal the entire time is I'm going to college for my sport. But that really was not something that was on my mind until senior year. And so then senior year I realized, you know, okay, wow, I'm actually kind of good. I might get a scholarship to go and like I said, I end up deciding on Chipola. Chipola was a completely different experience than high school, even though it was only for two years. Like I said, in high school, I felt no pressure. It was just something fun for me to do that I ended up being very, very good at. And, you know, I got a lot of awards in, a a lot of awards in, like, 
high school. But freshman year at Chipola, what it was like, I was a completely different player because I was just so in my head. I would get, I would like freak myself out every time I stepped on the field because I was so afraid to fail. And so it ended up making me play bad and it just didn't feel the same. So I ended up working really, like I ended up doing some extra work, you know, just trying to become more confident so that I'm not always worried about messing up on the field. And so I put in this extra work, you know, yada, yada. And it, it, you know, it's working. I'm getting better. I'm getting more comfortable. And so my two years at Chipola while I was there, we won nationals my freshman year. We won state and nationals. And then my um, sophomore year, we won state. We busted our ass for state as well. <laughs> like, just to let you know. Anyways, but, and, and we came in second at nationals. And so um, there was a lot of success there. And my sophomore year, I really ended up being like a key player the way I always wanted to be after high school. I mean, I felt like I was a key player in high school, but that was because I felt no pressure. But then at Chipotle, I felt a lot of pressure and it just messed me up mentally. But sophomore year, I really felt like I contributed and did my part for the team that kind of thing so after Chipola that was like an awesome experience and then I go to Nova Southeastern for my last two years of college in Fort Lauderdale and that was also a really great experience and I got I felt like I got even better as a player and um I got some awards there as well, and I definitely felt like I was successful in my softball career. And every time I had a new coach and a new team, I got better. And uh, it was a lot of fun to see just how I got better throughout the years. And even though I started very late compared to a lot of other girls, it was like I was still able to compete with them and be, you know, just as successful as some of them. Uh, and I didn't go D1 or anything like that, but for the, you know, who knows? Maybe in a different world I did. <laughs> but anyways, so my softball career was really really awesome I met so many awesome friends people mentors I got to see some amazing places and make some really awesome memories it made me more confident in myself on the field but also off the field in ways it made me strong it made me push myself past limits I didn't think I could it gave me so much of who I am and so after I graduated college and that was all over it was it just felt like I was in a completely different world
So I get home after graduating and I'm genuinely happy to be back home and be able to see my family more often. Actually, I mean, I was living with my family when I first got back, but I was able to see my niece more often and my sister and I was really excited to be done with school. I was, as most people are, it's just like a relief. But I think, man, not even a month in, actually maybe about a month, I just really did started to not feel like myself. So I was working, just saving up, and to be honest, I really had no type of plan. So it wasn't home being home that was making me not feel like myself. It was 100% me. And if I'm talking about myself the way I was back then when it was going on, I didn't feel like myself because I didn't feel like I was doing anything or progressing or getting better. And for me, that was, I guess, devastating because the, I, when I tell you I didn't feel like myself, I, it was just like the hardest thing for me to realize that, okay, I'm not a softball player anymore. And it wasn't even about being a softball player I don't think but that was just what I was identifying with at that time for eight years I identified myself as Dana I play softball at such and such you know and now that wasn't it I didn't have nobody cares about what you did or like what you accomplished during your softball career if you're not like some d1 player and even then it's just like after you graduate, it feels like nobody cares. And so in some ways you go from, or you know what, I'm not going to say you, but I went from being so, so high on this pedestal of mine to being so low, feeling so mediocre. And like, I just wasn't doing anything in my life. Looking back on it now, I I was working, I was trying to save up. I was definitely not a bum. But back then in my head, I was just like, I'm such a bum. Like, I don't have a plan. I just graduated with this psychology degree and I don't even have a job in that degree, which I knew with my psychology degree, I would pro if I wanted to be in that field, I'd probably have to, you know, go a little further with my education, at least a master's. Um, and a doctorate if I really, really wanted to be successful in that field. But, um, yeah, so I, I didn't have, I wasn't even doing anything that was, that went hand in hand with what I graduated with. And I think what was super scary for me was just not knowing what I wanted to do, not knowing what was next for me. And so within, you know, a month being home, I was just already, like I said, not feeling like myself. And then we had the hurricane that really took a toll on my mental health. And 
it just added to like the fire that I had in the little battle that I had going with myself at that time. And so I realized that I don't want to feel like this. I really don't want to feel one, you know, one feel sorry for myself, like that's stupid. But I just genuinely wanted to be happy and I I wasn't I didn't feel happy at all. I really really didn't. And I couldn't put a finger on it back then, but it makes so much more sense to me now and that's definitely why I wanted to do an episode on it because I don't think people talk about this transition from the athlete life to a regular life or even just college to the real world. Like there's so many transitions that we go through in life where people are probably just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know who I am right now. I don't feel like myself. And it's just like a lot. And so this is one of the transitions that I wanted to talk about because I do feel like there are people that could relate to this. Like I said, I felt like I had all this success with my career in softball that it was just supposed to trans transfer over into the real world once I once I was in that. And that's not how it works. And obviously that's not exactly what I thought, but you don't think about it like you don't think about what it's gonna be after the fact when softball is over because you do think about it, but you don't know how it is gonna feel and you know, until you feel it. And so I had realized that I was identifying so much with that softball player. And it was as if I felt like that was all I knew, that was all I was good at, and that was all I had to offer. And when that was over, it was like I was over. I was canceled. (laughs) And that's like not how it works. But it felt so shitty at the time, you know, And I'm sure some of you can either relate or if, you know, imagine what it would feel like. But it just feels like you go from a somebody to a nobody. And I, I was identifying not only with that softball player, but the success that she had and what she did. And now that I was just doing you know, now that I was just working and saving up, I just didn't feel like I was being successful. I didn't, like I said, I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And so how shitty of me to just kind of give up on myself because I'm not winning awards or I don't know, in my head at the time, not not being successful and being mediocre. And it was almost like I didn't love myself the same. And that was when I realized I really, really needed to get out of my head and try to figure out what the hell was going on with me. So I so I end up having my little breakdown because I I feel like I don't know who I am. I don't know 
what I have to offer. I don't know what's next. I don't have a plan. I'm not being successful. Just a bunch of negative self-talk in my head. So I end up having this breakdown, and that's when I'm like, all right, something's got to give. Something has to change. Something, like, I can't can't feel like this. I don't want to feel like this. And I don't want to feel sorry for myself either. But I knew I don't I knew for a fact I just I just want to be happy. So after my breakdown, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna try to figure out however whatever ways I can to bring joy, peace, good vibes into my life. How can I incorporate that into my life? And it was much easier than I thought. I ended up deleting my old Instagram. And you don't have to delete social media, you know. It's not that big. But for me, in my journey, that step, I definitely, it felt necessary. It was just like throwing out the trash. That's really how it felt. You know, so I delete that. My old Instagram, I... um I really dive into yoga, wellness, just treating my body good. I even, you know, was thinking about what I was putting in my body, what I was putting on my body. I was trying to meditate. I was listening to these podcasts. And I was learning so much about the world, myself, and just ways that I could be better. And... I slowly started to not feel like myself, but actually feel like a new version of myself that I actually loved. And I guess that version of me was me healing, you know, which I'm not done yet, but I feel much better now than I did back then. And so anyways, I had dove into all these things, you know, that brought me so much joy. And I just learned that by doing that, it wasn't the easiest of work. But by starting that inner work, it really started to bring me peace. And I realized back then that, okay, I don't have a plan but it's okay. I don't know what's next, but that's okay. Sitting here worrying about it, having all this negative self-talk, that's not okay. And if I just continued to do that, it I was only going to feel worse and just bring more bad energy around me. And so... I really started to just trust in the process, trust in God, and know that, you know what, whatever happens is one, supposed to happen, and that is my journey, and two, I just need, you know, I can, there's a lot that I can control, and even though there are things that we can't control, I don't think people realize how much they actually can control. And so what made me want to talk talk about this was 
like I said, I felt like a lot of people actually go through this and maybe don't even realize it, but it also made me realize how much we love to have this identity. We love to have something that we can identify ourselves with, whether it's a group, whether it's some kind of concept, it doesn't matter, but we like something to identify ourselves with. Why? There could be maybe a lot of reasons, but I know in my case, I 100% was connecting my worth to my success. And once I did that, it was like I was attached to the success. And if I didn't have success, I didn't have basically myself. I didn't have me. I was not worthy. That's how I felt. And then I got to thinking there are so many people I know that do the same thing. They like only like themselves when they feel successful or like they're doing something. But I also feel as though we live in such a do, 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 (laughs) do, do. I know, I know. I'm so mature. But anyways, we live in such a go, go, go society. And I mean, resting and not like not doing things is kind of looked down upon but I'm telling you man when I really started to listen like tune into my body and I stopped pushing so hard mentally and physically that I feel like that was when I really felt my best and feel my best when I'm not pressured or just feeling like I have to do this and when you just go with the flow and kind of let go and know like I said that having a plan is okay it's okay not knowing what's next is okay and I feel like I'm going out on like a tangent but there's so many different ways this conversation could go and so I want to stick to what I'm saying what I'm saying is We cannot base the love that we have for ourselves on the success that we have or don't have. But that can also go other ways as well. Because we there's so many people that, you know, place their joy and in a way I place my joy in softball. So when that was over, and that's okay, it's okay to enjoy things, but to be attached to it so much that when it's gone, you don't feel like yourself or you don't feel worthy, that's not okay. And so it's okay to love things and enjoy things, but being attached to them is never good. And there's a lot of things that we are all attached to. And maybe you don't know, or maybe you do know, and it's just really hard to let it go. But once you give up the attachment to things, it's a much more pure love. Because if you can let something go, 
you know, as in people, things, whatever, you know, that's when you truly love it. If you can let it be free, and I guess that's more for people, but then you must really love it. And you don't feel the need to keep it or say it's mine or it's me or whatever. Love is okay, but attachment gets a little messy. But I was definitely attached to my success and that version of myself that I felt like was on this little pedestal, I guess. But other ways that could go are, you know, people could be attached to the success that they have in their work life or the success they have anywhere, really. Uh, Everybody knows, you know, we can be attached to people. We can, you know, put all of our happiness into people. We can, and you know, and and like I said, once those things are gone, people or things that is when it can just get a little messy and you end up like me freaking the hell out because you don't know who you are i know i talked about a lot of different things in this episode but hopefully you were able to stay with me and really receive the message because I do think it is an important one that helped me realize so much and still helps me realize so much. But I I do know that I um, said so many different things. So I want to just kind of summarize the main message of this episode. And so the main message is attachment can make you can make you feel like something is such a big part of your identity that when it's gone or that person's gone or whatever it makes you not even feel like yourself which was the case for me and and what I think is the case for a lot of people I think this happens to a ton of people but I think in my story, there were different things. Like, once I graduated, I was super attached to my softball identity, I guess, and that success. But once I was actually done and I was in my journey of just trying to figure out what to do next, I was so attached to the plan in my head that was how things were supposed to play out that I couldn't just okay say like that plan didn't work but you know shit's not over we you know (laughs) we can still figure something out but I wasn't able to process process (laughs) process that back then and the way that I thought my life was supposed to go at that time wasn't how it was going and it wasn't how I you know felt like it was going at the time but in all actuality the way everything that the way everything played out was exactly how it should have played out because I wouldn't have dove so deep into doing the inner work for myself if I hadn't have gone through the inner shit that I was going through back then that I didn't enjoy 
but I have to respect and know that that was just a part of my journey and it was a it's a part of who I am now but yeah that was the main message it's loving things and enjoying things are great that is awesome we should all love things and enjoy things and do things that we love things that bring us joy but we shouldn't get attached to those things because that's when it just gets messy and we don't feel like ourselves once they leave or if they leave or if it's gone there are so many things that are temporary that we all get so attached to and they like I said they become who we end up identifying with them and that is when it just gets a little shaky Um, but I also feel like maybe seniors that just graduated could be going through this whether they're they just finished high school or if they finished um you know with college if you just graduated I feel like you could definitely be going through this right now and what a crazy time to man not not only be trying to transition as like a person but the whole world is transitioning as well we are going through some crazy shit right now and so I felt like this was huge to talk about because now more than ever people's mental health is just kind of shaky for for some people their mental health is a little shaky and I know with everything going on I I definitely had to check myself check on the people around me we all should be doing that you know because it's crazy and so I just really hope that if you did you know graduate this summer I hope that it's been a smooth transition for you despite everything going on And if it wasn't and somehow you ended up listening to this podcast, I hope it helped you in some way. And I hope that it helped you realize that it's okay if you don't know what's next. It's okay that if things don't go as planned and, you know, you are worthy of whatever and everything. Man, so yeah, I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did... Uh, you can like actually you can't like it I don't know actually hmm it's a great question wow but you can share you can leave a review you can download this podcast so you can listen to it whenever you want Uh, and you can also tune in next week to another episode but on a serious note I like I said I really I hope you guys enjoyed the episode I hope you guys resonated with the message that I was trying to tell hopefully I did a good job and uh, I just appreciate all the support so so much and you guys are awesome so I hope you have a bomb ass day or night depending on what time you're listening to this and I love you guys